the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith. With your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, I am Gary Bell. And once again, tonight we're excited to bring you part 16 in our series on the doctrine of the Trinity. This essential doctrine of the Christian faith is one of the most controversial teachings in the Bible. The doctrine of the Trinity has been misunderstood. It's been maligned. It's been attacked, denied, and eisegeted throughout history, going all the way back to the Arian heresy under Arius Alexander. So the question is, why is there so much biblical illiteracy when it comes to this doctrine, particularly in our churches? And what can we do to disciple people in this essential teaching? Well, for the answer to this and much, much more, stay tuned, for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know that you're going to be uplifted and blessed by the program tonight. So we want to encourage you to uh, get your pens and your paper and first and foremost, your Bibles and uh, pull up to a table because you're about to enter Bible school and seminary type teaching uh, on the Trinity. And just as a means of review, we have demonstrated that uh, God is in scripture from Genesis to Revelation is called one God. You don't have to be a great logician to know that. And uh, that one God we've demonstrated from a biblical perspective is called Father. And we've also demonstrated from a biblical perspective that that one God is called Son. And now we are demonstrating from a biblical perspective that that one God is called Holy Spirit. Now, so I want to spend some time with you tonight teaching on the deity of the Holy Spirit. And I want to call your attention in your Bibles to uh, an important scripture in the Bible. We want to call your attention to the book of Hebrews. Go to the book of Hebrews, and uh, we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 9, and we're going to look at verse 14. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 14. The writer of Hebrews, under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, 
who through, notice this now, make a note of this, the eternal spirit, the Holy Spirit is called eternal, offer himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. So here is another passage on the deity, deity means he's God, of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is indeed called God, and even though it doesn't say God, the Holy Spirit, we've already learned that already in John 4 and 24, God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth in John 4 and 24. But now, this is a continuation of the deity of the Holy Spirit, because he's called eternal. Now, let me kind of give you a little background information on this word eternal. Now, make note of this. There are over 73 Bible verses about God the eternal, about God the eternal. And uh, so, this is mentioned 73 times in the Bible, over 73 times in the Bible, that God is called eternal or everlasting, eternal or everlasting. Now, let me give you a little Hebrew here. The Hebrew word for eternal is El Olam, El Olam, and that's spelled E-L-O-L-A-M, and it's pronounced El Olam. El Olam. Now, the word El Olam is and means that God is eternal or everlasting. So anytime the word eternal or everlasting is used regarding uh, any person of the Trinity, it's referring to them as God. And we know this from uh, one passage of scripture amongst all of the 73 different passages, Psalms 90 and 2, Psalms 90 and 2, talks about before the fountains or the mountains were brought forth, and uh, thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. So in Psalms 90 and 2, God is called from everlasting to everlasting, El Olam. So that's very important now in relationship to uh, not only you knowing it and knowing what you believe and knowing why, but demonstrating this to cults and people like Jehovah Witnesses who want to say that uh, the Holy Spirit is an active force to win, and that's all. No, that's blasphemy to say that about God, the Holy Spirit. Now, some other important points that I want to uh, bring out in relationship to Hebrews 9 and verse 14. Look at it closely. Look at Hebrews 9 and verse uh, 14, because this is a very rich scripture. And it's not only demonstrating that he is God because he's called eternal, but there are other points in this verse of scripture that relates to him as being God. So exegetically, we want to look at the context. Now, how much more? Look at the word there. How much more? This refers to God's 
superior cleansing power and capability over the sacrifice of the Old Testament animals and any other sacrifice done in any other religions today. How much more? This is talking about that the death of Christ is much more important than any other sacrifice in history. When he died at that cross, died on that cross for your sins and mine. So that's the first point that I want to raise. Second point is this. It mentions in this verse, the blood of Christ. Now, what does this refer to? This refers to the complete and whole atoning work of Christ at the cross. When he said, to tell us die, it is finished. Jesus finished the atoning work at the cross. So uh, when people teach purgatory and word faith teachers teach that Jesus didn't complete the plan of salvation at the cross and he had to take on the demonic nature and he had to be born again and die and go to hell and beat up a whole bunch of demons, that is blasphemy against the Lord Jesus Christ. So the blood of Christ is used uh, as a substitutionary work of Christ uh, and his death. Now, this is the point that is important, this the fourth point. And in the same chapter, Hebrews 9 and verse 15, the results of God's redemption plan, there is an eternal inheritance. So when uh, God... Uh, through the right of Hebrews talks about these important points, uh, you know, which I say again, uh, number one, uh, how much more? Number two, the blood of Christ. And number three, the eternal spirit. And uh, when he talks about eternal spirit, number three, I'll get back to four. This use of eternal as a qualifier serves to relate that the spirit to the eternal redemption is equal to God the Son in his eternal redemption at the cross for our sins. So the writer of Hebrews put the Holy Spirit equal to Christ in his eternal redemption plan for man. He wraps them both together in that, in this, in this third point. Now, I jumped ahead on the fourth point, but let me uh, say something about the fourth point. And in this same chapter, Hebrews chapter 9 and verse, uh, I would say, 15, the results of God's redemptive plan, there is an eternal inheritance. The word eternal is mentioned at least twice in this chapter to get the point across that the Holy Spirit is God, too, and is eternal and part of God's eternal promise and plan for all of those who believe in him. This is rich. This is powerful. He uses the word eternal spirit in verse 14, and then he comes behind it when those who believe in Jesus' eternal redemption and the eternal Holy Spirit, who is part of that redemption, then the benefit and the result of that is an eternal inheritance, as it mentions in verse uh, 15, the word eternal mentioned at least twice in this chapter. Now, this is very powerful, very, very powerful. Now, so again, the word eternal, 
means that God is from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. And that's why going back to Psalms 90 and 2, it says, before the mountains were brought forth, or ever, thou hast uh, formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. And eternal applies to the Holy Spirit, which identifies him as God. This Psalms 90 and 2 is talking about the entire Trinity. All of them were involved with the creation of man. And we're going to learn about that when we get into Trinitarian text. God was the one who stepped out on nothing, grabbed a handful of nothingness, threw nothingness nowhere, and nothingness became a universe. Now, my friend, if you have denied the power of the Holy Spirit, if you deny that he is God, that he cannot convict you of sin, righteousness, and judgment when you deny who he is. So tonight, if you have been ignorant of the Holy Spirit, never understood him on this level, I want you to say this prayer with me. Dear God, tonight I confess my sins and my ignorance regarding you. I ask you, Lord, to Holy Spirit, to come into my life as the eternal God and convict me of sin, righteousness, and judgment and lead me to the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Lord, you are not some force or the wind like Jehovah's Witnesses say. You are God from all eternity. From everlasting to everlasting, thou art God, and the Holy Spirit is called eternal spirit. And when we believe in him as the eternal spirit, he gives us an eternal inheritance. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches regarding the eternity and the eternal deity of the Holy Spirit. Brother Gary. All right. Well, it's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And we just want to thank everyone out there who has been consistently praying for Contending for the Faith. This is a prayer-driven ministry. As we always say, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. And we know that your prayers have been working on overtime for us all these years because we are still here. We're still on the air after all this time. And we know it's it's due to the prayers of the faithful. And also, so many of you have been faithful in your giving. And we can't thank you enough for partnering with us in this important ministry. This is a, a listener-supported ministry. Dr. Buckner and I don't receive any pay for this, and all the funds go back into the cost of airing this program. It costs us 400 a week to remain on the air. Right now, we owe a whopping $49. So we know that somebody uh, out there is going to help us retire that $49 debt and then some. We want to get ahead of the game. So we want to encourage you tonight that if you 
have never given to contending for the faith and the program's blessed you many, many times over the years, maybe it's time to consider partnering with us financially to do so. There's two ways that you can donate. One, simply write a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California. That's spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California 94920. Now, the second way is so much easier. Just go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the donate button. It's that simple. And you will be a blessing for time and eternity that you will help someone get saved, somebody get set free, somebody uh, will have an addiction broken. As a result of your giving, your generosity, your prayers in supporting this ministry, it's so important. So we want to encourage you tonight. And maybe it's uh, you're a first-time listener. Maybe you, this is your first time giving. We want to encourage you to, to continue to pray and continue to give to Contending for the Faith. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. Uh, we appreciate those uh, challenging words and announcements as well. And I know we got some people out there, even tonight, who is seeing this need and will step up to the plate and say, you know, uh, let's bless the ministry that has been a blessing to us. And we do appreciate your prayers for us because we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing without your prayers. So what we're going to do right now, Brother Gary, let's get right to our callers. And who do we have first? Uh, we have Brother Rick holding on line one. <clears throat> Hello there, Brother Rick. How are you doing? I am blessed. How about yourself? Well, we're truly blessed and highly favored in the Lord. And it's good to hear your voice. And what is on your heart tonight? And you have a question? I have a question. Uh, you know, some Bible teachers describe Jesus as an umpire, as in umpires in baseball. Mm -hmm. Is there any biblical evidence for that? Man, that's a really good question that uh, you are uh, raising <clears throat> because um, this has been stated and even though the word umpire, the word itself, is not mentioned in the Bible, the evidence is there. Somebody says, well, where is the evidence for that? Well, if you were to uh, look in your Bibles, encourage everybody to look in their Bibles, because it's important for us to know what we believe and the why, in your Bibles, in uh, Colossians chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. I like to always repeat it several times because people who are in there trying to get to it, they're trying to get it to it in their Bibles, and they're trying to write it down, and they may not, uh, you know, be quick enough to get it. So that's why I like to always repeat what I say. Colossians 3 and uh, verse 15 says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Now, um, and let me just continue to read, to which also you are called one body and be thankful. Now, the Greek word for rule here, R-U-L-E, means in Greek umpire. So that's something interesting to know. 
So the word rule means umpire. Now, let me kind of like put a little meat to that in relationship to this a question, because when you break down Colossians chapter one and two, now let's kind of like do a little study on the book of Colossians. When you study that it has four chapters, and when you look at Colossians chapter one and two, it's talking about the superiority of the of the of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then when you get into chapters uh, uh, three through four, uh, chapters three through four, you're getting into the submission to our Lord Jesus Christ and his rule. And this is when you're getting into him as an uh, umpire working in your life from these chapters three through four. Now, let me kind of make some biblical sense out of this. Uh, that... Um, Jesus is our godly umpire. Somebody said, oh, man, I could preach on this. Go ahead and preach it. Go ahead and teach it. <laughs> yeah, he is our spiritual and godly umpire. Uh, and is there any other place in the Bible that teaches? No, this is pretty much it right here in Colossians 3 uh, and verse 15. And so Jesus is our umpire in the sense that he is officiating and watching every game of life that we experience, and he matches uh, closely to enforce his rules in the midst of the games of life. Uh, a person chosen between contending parties in that game. So we need officiating and an umpire because there is a war going on, a spiritual war going on uh, between uh, the Christian and the devil, the flesh, and the world. So Jesus is our godly official who watches us in the godly game, and he enforces his rules, which is the Bible, which is putting on the full armor of God, so we can stand against the enemy in this warfare. And it's interesting that it says it talks about the peace uh, and this peace in the midst of us following his rule as our, our umpire. He will give us peace in the midst of this battle, uh, peace to, in our minds and in our hearts, like it says in Philippians chapter four. So uh, we are, let me say this in closing, we are soldiers uh, in a spiritual warfare. And Christ has laid forth rules as our umpire. And he is uh, officiating. He's in control. He's on the throne, even in the midst of the attacks of the enemy. So it's interesting, going back to Colossians uh, 3 and verse uh, 15, uh, the word rule means umpire. So that's a fascinating word, but it has spiritual truth to it. So hopefully that helps out, Rick, to give some insight to your question. I mean, I, I think of umpiring also, it's like, you know, God, it, we, we always complain that God is not fair, but he's really fair. Oh, absolutely. He's been with us. He's, That's he's right. He's given us the rule in advance, and once we know the rules in advance, we, can, we, we know what we have to do. Oh, yeah. God That's is right. always fair, and, and Paul 
talks about it in uh, Jeremiah and the people in the Old Testament that uh, God is the potter, we are the clay. You don't question the potter. Uh, you just uh, be submissive to what he says. And that's the thing that gets us in trouble. The last two chapters, you got the two S's. The first two chapters, the first S deals with superiority. The last two chapters deal with the second S, which is submission. And most of us don't want to do that. And it even says, submit yourself unto God and uh, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Well, you know, in order for him to flee from you, you've got to submit first. And a lot of times we don't want to do that. And the devil just has his way and manipulating us and neutralizing us and sterilizing us. So anyway, uh, do some more study on the word rule, and that's where you get the word uh, umpire, Rick. Amen. All righty. Thank uh, you very much. You have any prayer? I you really any... appreciate you. What's that? I really appreciate that perspective. You got it. you have any prayer requests before we let you go? I just want to give thanks for being able to speak to my mother this week and continue to hold her up in prayer, give her strength. And uh, continue to give me strength, too. And also just want to give a praise report that the uh, COVID, my second COVID shot went fine. I have no side effects from it. I'm a Amen. little tired from it, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm, I'm grateful for it. Amen. Well, uh, I believe there's somebody uh, online with us that can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows who he is, right? Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Yes, the, the shots have been flowing this week, Rick. He's <laughs> not the only one. <laughs> Gary Brown can testify to that, and I can testify to it, too. About a week and a half ago, I, I experienced the first one. So you, you, you're doing the right thing, and you uh, completed your, your the process. All right, we have Brother Gary to pray for you right now and for us to pray for you right now. All right. So, Lord, we just thank you for Brother Rick. We pray, Lord God, to continue to bless him, strengthen him, Lord, encourage him. And we just rejoice that he's having no side effects, ill effects from his shot. And we pray you continue to keep him in good health, Lord God. We pray also for his mother, Lord God, for her health and her salvation. We pray that you continue to strengthen her and continue to bless their relationship, Lord God. And we'll just thank you and praise you and give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Brother Rick, for your call and your good question there. We appreciate it. I'm sure a lot of people out there got blessed by that umpire word. All right. Amen. Do we have enough time for uh, another caller right now? I believe we do. But before we do that, I'm going to uh, ask Dr. Buckner to pray for me tonight because I have to have a colonoscopy this Wednesday. And I'm just praying for a good report every Every three years, I have to have one since I had cancer in 2013. Many of the listeners probably remember that. And God brought me through that. And I'm trusting that they'll be, they'll find nothing this time. It's just a, a precautionary thing that they do. But nevertheless, I'm, I'm a man that believes in praying and uh, asking God's favor. So if I can get Dr. Buckner to pray for me this time. Amen. Well, let's do that. And I want everybody out there that's listening to the program Mm -hmm. to join in with us for praying for Brother Gary. Dear Lord, we come before you right now knowing that you are the great physician that has never lost a case. Yes. No, Lord, that we can call on you regarding any need in our lives. And you 
promised us from Philippians 4, 19, that you would supply all of our need according to original glory in Christ Jesus. And we lift up Brother Gary Bell right now regarding his colonoscopy coming up. We pray that you would give him favor, Lord. Give him the three H's, help, healing, and hope. And we just pray, Lord, that uh, we ask that no weapons will form against them or prosper. And we just ask these things in Jesus' name and ask that you would give him that peace that passes all understanding through this time mm-hmm. right now. And anybody else out there that's going through some physical things right now, we ask that you would touch them and make them whole. For we ask these things in the power of Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Appreciate those prayers. Thank you for that. And we do have time to get get started on our next caller. That would be Brother Frederick. Brother Frederick, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Brother, we are truly blessed and we're doubly blessed just to hear your voice. Yeah, me is I, I am too as well. I, I enjoy uh, talking to Vince and hearing you guys and all the callers and man, I miss talking to everybody. Um, well, for those who don't know, him. for those who don't know, uh, some of you, many of you know that uh, Frederick uh, was our phone counselor for uh, many years, and uh, we appreciate that, brother. Now that we are doing things from our home things have changed because he was with us in the studio answering your calls and not only answering your calls, but praying for you. He is a prayer warrior as well and a minister and a beautiful brother in the Lord. And so we appreciate you calling in because every now and then we have um, uh, some of the callers calling in and saying, how are you doing? And they're thinking about you and praying for you. Yes, I think about all of them. Praise God. Yes, I, I don't want to start naming names. I'll probably leave somebody out, but uh, I miss all you guys. Um, God bless you. But Dr. Yeah, that was a great, great message. And um, I was listening to the part um, at the end, really got me, touched me how you were talking about the uh, the receiving of the Holy Spirit, you know, due to ignorance, uh, not knowing about the Holy Spirit. And I was thinking about um, uh, Acts 19, and uh, I'll just start down at verse 2. It says, he said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost? This was Paul speaking, um, since ye believed. And they were believers, but they hadn't received. They said unto him, we have, uh-oh, I accidentally tapped the verse away. One second. Uh, and they said unto him, we have not so much as heard there were that there be any Holy, Holy Ghost." And he said unto them, "Unto what then have you been? Have, were you baptized?" And they said unto John's baptism. Then Paul, uh, then said Paul, John barely baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should have, should come after him, that is on Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Amen. And I just was looking at the, the relevance of that verse. Yeah, receiving the Holy Spirit. Um, yes. You know, believe, believing and knowing about the truth about it. Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, we have about a minute before we get to a commercial, but let me just say this. Uh, I'm a professor as well at Gateway Seminary, and I uh, was teaching a class not too long ago, and I'm getting ready to teach another class on basic evangelism. And one of the things I said to the students, I said, every one of you, need to get the book by Dwight Lyman Moody 
called Secret Power because that will yeah. transform your life. That was a book that my mentor, Dr. Walter Martin, recommended. And Moody says in the book, many Christians are praying for God to fill them, but they are already filled with something else. And he said, unless there be an emptying, there can be not be a filling. And he said, once we empty ourselves of pride, uh, self-seeking and ambition, the Holy Spirit will come upon us like he did in the Old Testament in the tabernacle yeah. and fill every place. And, and we who follow him, we're like leaky vessels, Moody says, and we have to stay under the fountain, which is the Holy Spirit, at all times so we can always continue to receive a fresh supply, mm-hmm. a fresh anointing of his word. Mm-hmm. Hold yes. on to that thought. We need to take a commercial break right now. We'll be right back with more Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And we just want to thank everybody who's been praying for Contending for the Faith and all of you who have partnered with us over the years to, to, to help us financially through this ministry. It costs us 400 a week to remain on the air. Right now, we're trying to retire a little bit of a debt of $49. So, you know, every little bit helps and uh, we need your constant prayers as well as your continuous financial support. This is a listener supported ministry and we rely upon your generosity to continue to do what we need to do. There's two ways you can donate. One, uh, simply write a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California. That's T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Second way is so much easier. Just go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the Donate button, and you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. So let's get back to uh, Frederick. We had him on the line. Yes, uh, Brother Frederick. Uh, Brother, we just appreciate you calling in. It's always good to hear your voice. And uh, do you have any particular prayer requests that we can pray for you? we got a couple more callers we want to try to get to, but you have any prayer needs we can pray for you on? Uh, I just thank God, you know, bringing me through this COVID and uh, prospering at my job and uh, you know, my parents, my family, man, I, I can't be any more grateful for that. Um, just pray my strength in the Lord. Amen. Well, that's a really good prayer request right there. Uh, Brother Gary, let's let's do that right now. All right. So, Lord, we just thank you that we got an opportunity to, to fellowship with Brother Frederick tonight. We just pray that continue to bless him, Lord God, and that you continue to strengthen him and encourage him. Continue to grant him favor on his job and with his family. Protect them and keep them all in good health in respect to COVID. And, Lord God, we'll just thank you and give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Frederick. So good to hear from you, brother. Keep us in prayer, and we'll always do that with you, too. Yes, sir, I do. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, brother. Take care. 
All right, you too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye now. All right, let's quickly go to Cece. Hello there, Cece. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing fine. How you doing? doing? Brother, we're truly blessed. Always good to hear your voice, and uh, we're going to get right to your question so we can uh, squeeze in our last caller. Um, you know, so what's on your heart tonight? I want to ask you about the doctrine of modalism. Like, what's, what's, your, what's, what's your intake on that? Oh, that's a very good question. The doctrine of modalism. Have you ever done any study on this? Um, yeah, yeah, I've done some. Okay, good, good. Well, let me try to add to some of the study that you you have uh, done. Uh, modalism uh, is important to know that modalism is a doctrine that that the persons of the Trinity represent only three modes or aspects of the divine uh, relationship. Uh, they don't like to use the word distinct, but modes or manifestations. Um, so they... You know, false doctrine, correct? Yeah, it's, it's a false doctrine. Uh, yes. And it is something that, uh, and we were going to get into that in a minute, mm-hmm. and it upholds the, the oneness of God uh, in contrast to the Trinitarian view that most of us evangelicals hold. We as... Uh, evangelicals hold the fact that there are three distinct persons as the one God, whereas in modalism, they teach that there is uh, one God who manifests himself in three modes. The, in other words, uh, one time in history, the Father uh, put on the mask of the Father, and then another time he put on another mask of the Son, and then he put on another mask of the Holy Spirit, but it's Jesus only. Now, uh, Winston Churchill one time said that he that doesn't know the past is destined to repeat it. And I go a step further and say destined to repeat it ignorantly. Now, when you go back into history of this false doctrine, it mainly started with a false teacher by the name of Sibelius. Uh, S-A-B-E-L-L-I-U-S, Sibelius. And he taught in the third century this doctrine in Rome in the third century. Uh, A little bit about Sibelius. Sibelius, he was a theologian uh, and a priest uh, from the third century. And Sibelius was excommunicated because of this false doctrine at the council in Alexandria. Now, the oneness Pentecostal movement, uh, which is which are modern day uh, modalists, and they claim the same teachings of the modalism and the uh, oneness uh, oneness Pentecostal movement. And now, one other note from a historical standpoint is that modalism was condemned by Tertullian. You remember in this whole series that I've been giving on the Trinity and started off with the first part that I mentioned Tertullian. He he was the one uh, that coined the term Trinitas uh, in the, you know, the second century, he coined the term uh, Trinitas and he actually condemned modalism and, uh, and then a, a council also condemned it as well. Now, if you want 
real good information on this. Um, I would encourage you to, uh, if you want further information and you want to go into this in real detail, that uh, in 2000, 2001, I wrote an article to the Christian Research Journal. That's what my mentor, Walter Martin, started, the Christian Research Institute. Well, uh, I did, uh, I wrote an, an award-winning article uh, on this movement and T.D. Jakes, Thomas Dexter Jakes, that's what T.D. means, Thomas Dexter Jakes. I actually did an article that people can look up uh, and you can check it out on a deeper level. And I lay out a lot of stuff there and I give uh, kudos to T.D. Jakes on some of the positive things, but also uh, come at him from a theological standpoint and also rebuke it as well. So anyway, uh, check the articles out and a lot of people have, and they've gotten really blessed by that. So hopefully uh, that synopsis has helped you get a better understanding of where uh, this modalism is all about, CC. Yeah, it did. I, I really appreciate it. What, you, when you say article, is it a particular name to the article or is it under your name or how do I, how do I find it? Yeah, you just type up the Christian Research Institute under my name. And then, how do you spell your name? Uh, what's that? How do you spell your name? Excuse me. Uh, Dr. Jerry, J-E-R-R-Y, and uh -huh. Buckner, Buckner, B-U-C-K-N-E-R. Dr. Jerry, J-E-R-R-Y, B-U-C-K-N-E-R. So okay. you, you can uh, type up my name and uh, type up an uh, article on T.D. Jakes, uh, with the Christian Research Institute, and uh, they'll be able to, you'll be able to see it pop up, and then you could do the research. If you have any problems, let me know, but it's there, and people can check it out. I'm going to definitely check that out. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you for the additional information that you give me. You've always, you've always been a great help to me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it, it was a, it went worldwide, and I was on programs all over the United States and doing wow. lectures on this and everything. It, it, it busted wide open, the media and everything, when I took that article. Uh, the only problem with the article is that the Christian Research Institute uh, didn't do justice to the picture of T.D. Jakes, and we, they didn't even run it through to me, and they had the man looking almost like a gorilla, and that bothered me. And I confronted them on that. Uh, give a legit picture of a man. Don't have the guy almost looking like a cartoon caricature and looking like a gorilla. That's just uh, unacceptable. But anyway, let's get to your prayer request so we can get to our last caller. Oh uh, yeah, if you could just pray for me. Um, you know, I've been dealing with a lot of a lot of spiritual warfare myself. Um, you know, especially get attacked in my sleep a lot. So just pray for that. And I've been dealing with some bloating from whenever whenever I eat certain foods, I get bloated. So you can pray for that and just pray for my mom, my family. And um, it's also a friend of mine's family member who uh, her mother is dealing with a lot of illnesses. And so I just want to pray for that too. And then um, lift up Kanye West because he's taking it pretty hard with this, this divorce. And I don't want the kids to be affected by this. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, well, let's do that, Brother Gary, and then we'll try to get our last caller in. Okay. All right, Lord, we just lift up Brother CC. We pray, Lord God, that you would put a hedge of protection around him and a wall of fire that the enemy could not penetrate, that he would get good sleep. We pray, Lord God, that you would help him and protect his diet, help him to use wisdom when he's eating, not to to, uh, eat these foods that are causing him problems, Lord God. We just pray for healing around that. Pray for his family and the situation with Kanye West. We pray, Lord God, that you meet all the needs that are in his life and continue to bless him with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of your word. Continue to give him direction. Continue, Lord God, to give him favor. In Jesus' name, amen. All righty. Thank you so much, CD. CD. And uh, we've got, God bless you. Uh, CC, I'm calling you CD. <laughs> I, got a, I got a CD on my mind, but CC, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> all right, all right. Thank you. Appreciate it. A Freudian error. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no more Freudian slips. Uh, okay. No. Right. Let's get to our last caller, uh-huh. Daryl. Daryl, yeah. how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Um, I like your show. Um, you know, we go to church, and, uh, you know, we take advantage of men's Bible study that they offer, and we're in that, and, you know, we, we get into a chapter, and maybe uh, the teacher tells, you know, can somebody read, you know, verse such and such through such and such, and so everyone comes with their own Bibles, and you read the verses you've uh, raised your hand for, and uh, you might, like me, I read out of the King James, and, and the teacher says, after I'm done reading, hey, uh, can you read it in a different version? To, we don't know what that means. And so I get a lot of uh, pushback on the KJV. And when I get online, look around, I keep getting websites telling me that the KJV is the Word of God and all the others have been changed. And God says, don't change my word. So I'd like to have uh, Dr. Buckner comment on that, please. Oh, thank you. That's a very good question. Well, let me just say this at the top that uh, I, I love the King James Version. As a matter of fact, uh, Letha Beethan English. Uh, I love it. Look like we only have all two minutes showing up, and uh, I can explore this more next time. But just in a nutshell, I love the King James Version, and most people still read it, uh, the King James Version, and I just love it, the English and everything like that. Um, the the New King James Version I even like more so because it's uh, more modern. Uh, so the uh, King James Version was based upon the Texas Receptus, and uh, that was not, at the time, the best uh, original translation based upon the original. Uh, when you go back to Kodak Vanicanus, uh, Vesa, uh, Alexandria, you have uh, some of the other modern-day translations based upon that. But all of them are good, uh, and I will just continue to use the King James Version, and uh, this is what people have been using throughout the centuries. It's blessing people. And uh, God really doesn't care about what translation uh, so much you're using. He cared about uh, souls being saved and turned to the Lord. And so he's using, he's saving a lot of people with the King James, the NIV, the New American Standard Version. Uh, people get into a lot of debates over all that stuff. I just say, let the Holy Spirit do his work and use whatever translation somebody uses and quit this division. Just let the Lord have his way. So hopefully that helps out. Sorry about the time. I wish I had more time to develop this, but another time we will deal with in more detail. I'll do a study on it. 
Thank you, Daryl, for you. your call. And God bless you, brother. Keep listening and keep us in prayer. And we'll do likewise for you. Yeah. Or else call us back early in the show next week and we can talk more. Yeah. We'll get you, we'll get you on you. first. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is a great topic. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. And we'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So please drop us a note. Let us know how the program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you.